Yeah, yeah, what's going on? So it's your boy John OCO John's Roundtable, host of the JRTBLE Talk Podcast. And I wanted to drop this interview because um after listening to it multiple times, <laughs> I felt like it was needed to be dropped. So this is Get to Know the CEO. And I'm interviewed by Brian Lewis, aka the C the co CEO. I had to get that right now. Co CEO of the R&B show podcast. Y'all check that out. His podcast is amazing. He does it with his wife. And me and Brian, we go way back, all the way to the fourth grade. And he thought it would be an awesome idea to interview me on my podcast. So I've been sitting on this for a while because it was so vulnerable at certain points in it. On this episode, we talk about life. We talk about other podcasters. We talk about... um music is in there. We just talk about a lot of things, just life in general. And I value this interview because Brian asked some really thought-provoking questions that was amazing to me. And it had me at a standstill at certain points in the episode. So as you're listening, just listening with an open heart. Um, A lot of people will say what they want to say about the story you have to tell. A lot of people will be messy. Meh. It is what it is, but it's my story. What's partial of the story? I don't want to tell the whole thing, but just listen to it all the way through and get to know your CEO, man, of the JRTBLE Talk Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and share, man. That's all I can ask. So just enjoy the episode. Peace in the hood. Start the violence. Press play. Let's go. Round table, baby. It's the round table, baby. What up, America? It's your boy, John O.C. or John O's Roundtable, man. And you are now in tune to the JRTBLE Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? Happy... F- Is it Friday? No, it's Tuesday. We're a couple of days away from Thanksgiving. But today is a different day because the host is getting interviewed. Yeah. Crazy. Um, by my boy B.L. Lewis, which is the CEO of his podcast, r I'm the co-CEO, man. Co-CEO. I, I, wait, yeah, I don't want to get I don't wanna get shot by the wife, but... I got to definitely give my wife yeah, props, but... You know, he's, he's, coach, he's co-CEO of his podcast called um, The R&B Show, which is a great podcast. I suggest you check it out. So he came over today, and he wanted to interview me on my podcast. How dope is that? I'm scared, America. I don't know how this going to work. Don't need to be afraid. All I know is going to be the realest shit yet. I mean, I was was told I cuss too much. And I cuss when I don't have anything else to say. So I'm going to say it's going to be the realest conversation that you probably ever hear from me. You ready to get into it? I'm ready. So I've known Jono since. He says fourth grade. It is fourth grade. And uh, so it's really cool and interesting to have known someone for so long. And them never break character. And it's funny because you can meet somebody and you can you can be close to people, but usually there's a time frame on relationships mm-hmm. when it comes to anybody. 
And uh, this is someone who's always been consistent, always been positive, always showed love. And that's something that I've always appreciated and always been an encourager. Like, have you always been an encourager when it comes to like family and friends? Or is it something like that's your response because that's what you desire? Uh, I mean, I've, I've always been where I was raised um, by my mom to, you know, always be there for people, you know? She's kind of there for everybody in her life, so I guess she kind of instilled that in me. So when it comes to me and the friends and my friends and loved ones, I try to be that. You know, I try to be um, a person that could, you know, that you can talk to and vent to and, and always just be like, hey, even when my life is messed up and I'm not in that position to give that advice, I feel like if you win... We all win. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's so crazy. here's so so let's play off that a yeah. little bit because Jono is the reason why I actually went as far as I did in to help create a podcast. Now my wife had the idea, but I had no idea how to start one. Mm-hmm. And you brought the idea to me, told me to, you know, anchor app, shout out to Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. And sure. really pushed me towards like, hey, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you just said that really caught me was you like, I want everybody to win. And that's a sensitive subject for so many people, because you think if you have a podcast and I have a podcast, naturally, we should be nemesis to each other. But why do you think it is that people don't want to see other people win? It's a crab and bucket. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be that number one person. But I feel like this world is so big. There's a lot of opportunity for everybody. Why can't everybody eat if we all put in the same work? You know what I'm saying? So, like, so not to cut you off. No, nah, you good. You said if everybody puts in the same work. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel when someone doesn't put in the work? Because we live in a society of hype. Mm-hmm. We live in a society where if you're the hot thing for the moment, you get all the attention, you get all the, the perks of whatever hype brings. But for you, you've been consistent your whole life or since I've known you. Well, that's not exactly true. Everybody has a has a detour in their journey. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of Everybody detours. Everybody has a lot. I've but, had a lot of detours. But for from sure. detours comes wisdom. So I'm saying like, mm-hmm. let's say we'll just use podcasts, for example. Okay. You started a podcast. You told me about it. I finally got the guts and did it. What if... Like you said, everybody can win, but how does it truly make you feel when someone who's been two minutes or 30 seconds into a game just excels to a level that may have been your one-year goal, six-month goal? Is there ever a time where you've been like, man, this person really don't deserve it? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has those thoughts. Um, Because there are a lot of people, like you said, that do rise to the top that you may, deep in your heart, don't feel like they deserve it. But who are we to say, like, they don't? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because they might have put in half the work. You could have been struggling for years. But it's like, they win. They winning. But it's like, all right, well, look, I'm going to get there when I get there, even though I'm very impatient. I'm very impatient. Where do you think? And I'm very frustrated. Where do you think that impatience comes from? Because usually Mm. you don't put encouragement and impatience in the same in the same barrel. I I actually like the rap game kind of sorta. Not me personally. 
But you're a huge rap fan. A I huge am a huge rap fan. And there's a couple of people that don't pop. That that pops really fast, and they, I was like, "How the heck did you get here?" But and then you want to throw in the hate like this is short lived. But who's to say they're gonna be short lived? Because I don't know. That's a difficult question because I, I mean, I, as much as I would like everybody to win, if we both, if people started the way they want and they get there quicker than me, I mean, I might feel a certain kind of way. But that means it should give me a drive to work harder. Usually. That's only happens, and you know yeah. the race is is not as the fastest to get there. It's like you kind of you have to take your time to get there. Cause I mean, a perfect meal, you gotta look at a slow cooker, cooking ribs. Especially <laughs> you, you took it right to the ribs. You know what I'm saying? Like you took it right to the I ribs. I mean, which ribs are the best ribs when you cook them? When you cook them indirectly, or when you cook them straight over the fire? If you cook them straight over the fire, yes, they're done. They're real. They're quick in a hurry. But if you cook them that indirect. Yeah, you walk away from it. The lid closed, of course. That's true. It's nice and slow. That's true. What's something that you Falls feel like? What's something you feel like you've been really impatient about personally that you're growing in? Because I think from impatience, there's there's growth, growing growth for me. Because I always want to be bigger. I want to be better in in my marriage. I want to be better in fatherhood. I want to be better in. This po- this new podcast. Even when I started John O's Roundtable YouTube channel, yeah, I was putting content out, but it didn't feel like that was the right thing for me. And even though I wasn't getting any views, I got a couple of views, but it wasn't the views I wanted. And I want everything to rush really, really, really fast. So, like, so why do you feel like that's what I'm saying? I'm very impatient. Did you feel like your content was worth the views that you were soliciting? Um. Because we've had conversations about how you felt like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to be on camera. Well, right? I just don't. I just don't want to be out there. And I was, I was, I kept telling you like your content is quality. Yeah. Like the thing is, is, is unfortunately for you and I, like being at mid thirties, that's scary to say. But you and I being in our mid thirties, we don't have a high school that we walk into with a thousand friends, quote unquote. But we do have a job. But we do have jobs and we do take care of And we do have bills and we do have, yeah. But here's the disadvantage that I think we have to realize is that we don't walk into a high school every day with a thousand people who know our name, who no matter what we put out, good, bad, are going to promote it. Mm -hmm. And then you think about it like adults. How many adults, and we'll be, let's just be all the way 100. You always keep it 100, let's be 100. How many times have you shared your podcast with someone or you sent a video that you made to someone, but they won't share? They'll just be like, man, that's good. And then that's it. A lot, actually. It's a lot. Or even even if it's like, I'm not looking for you to like promote my thing to the highest degree and buy a billboard, but sometimes you just want someone's reaction to it mm-hmm. and as adults adults are so quick to be like well yeah i heard it yeah but then you know i mean i did that today actually wow i uh sent the video out today promoting the jrtble talk podcast and you know i was waiting on that oh yeah that shit was cool but it stayed on delivered and it's like you know you can't control who's gonna share you can't control who's gonna do that yeah. you can only just put your name out and that's what I'm learning because I get frustrated with that a lot and even when it came to the journalist roundtable it was like more or less like okay the content yeah I wanted to be off camera because I was doing reckless on camera like I was yeah 
you, you saw the, you saw the fifth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you yeah. you saw the fifth, and yeah. you saw me looking crazy on the camera, yeah. even though I was putting out good content. It just wasn't a good You felt like it was taken one. away from the content. I feel like it was, and I feel like it could do more damage than good. Yeah. Even though I, I had good content, I just feel like me drinking on camera, you know. By then, I'm smoking cigarettes. I'm still low-key smoking, but I was smoking cigarettes, <laughs> and I was looking <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's reckless, man. I was, I was really reckless, you know what I'm saying? So, the John's Roundtable videos that people see now... Yeah, they are very kind of reckless, but that that's the content I was putting out because I was all about entertainment and all that. I think you were, because I've had a chance to listen to a good majority of them. Mm. Your content is quality. I think you come from an honest place. I think you come from a real place. But I think there was an image that you were trying to uphold that wasn't always like the most inviting. Or me, I guess. I think it's you. Like, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the beverage. There's something wrong with enjoying the smoke. But what happens is, is you have people that that's all they focus on. Mm-hmm. Like, video brings another aspect to stuff to right. where, like, you know how it is. You and I both have a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, you ever had somebody walk up to you and they're like, uh, like, I do all my videos in my car. Mm-hmm. And I have people, like, they'll send me messages they're like, who's, who's holding the wheel? Or like 10 and 2. And they're like legit concerned. It's like you could be talking about God. You could be talking about your family. You Mm -hmm. can be talking about love. And you can have the best content, period. But somebody looks, they bypass that content. And look focused on what you're doing. whatever it is that they think that you're doing. Absolutely. And I remember us having that conversation like a few weeks ago. And you were like, I don't miss the camera. And I think that there's a freedom that comes with someone hearing your voice. Because you've always had a desire to be heard. You know what I'm Never saying? Never really had a voice growing up. I guess I would say. You know, I did a lot of uh, fussing and showing my tail a little bit. So let me ask you this. Yeah. You said you never had a voice. Never had, I felt like I did. I felt like I did. Who did you want to hear you the most? Mm, well, I don't come from a single parent home. So my mom and dad got... Mom, got, mom and dad got divorced when I was, what, 12, 13? Um, I didn't say a lot when that was going on. Um, but uh, I just didn't have a... I didn't have a lot of voice because I just... Uh, my dad was on... You know, he did his time or whatever. What do you mean by that? Like, he went to jail? Yeah, he went to jail. So, did you... Was it like one of those things, like... I was too young. I was in, I was in elementary school when I was going on. I was, uh, yeah, not, but I was that doesn't calm. bypass, like... That's a that's a crazy thing that people think because I'm a kid I don't understand. No, I I totally understood what was going on. Exactly. However, I just didn't have anything to say about it because I felt like, you know, it wasn't your place. It wasn't my place. My mom was holding everything down. She was she was she was just being the soldier that she is now. So let me ask you this: I just I wanted him to hear my voice because I felt like you were Superman. Even I didn't like Superman then, but he. He was more like I was a Batman guy, so yeah, he was Batman to me when I was little. Yeah, so and it was I was like, you know, you was doing what you was doing, and you got you got in your predicament. And even though he's changed his life around for the better now, you know what I'm saying? At that time, yeah, you know, I was dad's I was dad's guy at the point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was mama's boy when he wasn't around, but I was dad's guy when dad was in the building. I think for every male, they know. want to be accepted by their dad. 
Like, yeah, I think you do. I, I grew up with my biological dad, and my dad is my hero in mm-hmm. my hierarchy of people. Mm-hmm. Like, even now, it's like Jesus, my wife, my daughter, my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my hierarchy of people. But I, but it's so funny how like we hold humans to this almost unrealistic expectation. Like they're not gonna make mistakes. Like they're not gonna. So, like, you said when you were, like, 12 or 13, they got divorced. Mm-hmm. Was this something, like, you were, like, fully aware of? Like, okay, I know dad's going away. Or was it, like, oh, man, I'm not going to be around the person I love? Uh, Well, I knew we had family issues, for sure. Um, when he got, um, when... When it was time for him to go away, yeah, I remember the day um, that I came home from school, and uh, I found out that he had got locked up. And the reason why he had got locked up, um, because he was trying to burn down the house. You trying he, to burn down the house that you lived in? Yeah, me and my mom lived in to get like insurance money. No, um, he was really mad about something. I'm not sure exactly what, but. Um, I remember coming home off the bus and my uncle came to the bus stop with me and my cousin and he said, yeah, my dad tried to kill y'all. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Whoa. Neither one of us was home. Mom yeah. was at work. I was at, um, I was at school and, um, you know, my dad had a, at that time he had an addiction problem. Yeah. So he was going through his demons and, um, the house caught on fire. I mean, he burnt the house up and this thing, I know they're in court. Next thing I know, they're getting a divorce. I didn't have anything to say about it. We were living at my grandma's house. One bathroom, three bedrooms, like, one kitchen. Like, yeah. That's where we're at. at that's that interesting that even, like, you reach yeah. out in the story. Oh, I remember everything. But here's the thing. You remember everything, but what you just said was, like, boom, scene, 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 end scene. Yeah. Like, you, you yeah, can, I remember part, all you can part mentalize it to like your life change. It. Your life changes in one day, and it does have effect on you. Um... Do you think it changes the way you express yourself now? Absolutely. Like you feel like sometimes mm-hmm. there are things that you can talk about and there are things you can't talk about because I have to protect myself. Yeah. Because something was taken away from me that meant so much. Yeah, I mean I remember there were good there were good times. I don't want to focus everything about my dad because my dad has changed his life. He's done really great. But that's one factor. Actually, the sec- there's one factor, and then there's another factor of our relationship. So let me ask you this. So it's just a lot so of not, not to not to always stick on the pain because your pain means something. Like you're, it, it created P- PTSD. It created things that have shaped you today. So my real question for you is, what is your best memory of your dad, or what has allowed you to maintain that relationship with you? Because uh, me personally, like, I, me and my dad have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have done something that dramatic, mm-hmm. I probably would have been like, I'm good. I think my, my, I remember the day, though, but it ended badly. <laughs> but I remember the day uh, we had went to, uh, even when 902 was popping, right? When what? 902 was popping. 902. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I know. What is it? Is that a club? Me and and him had a, uh, we had a father and son day. Yeah. And we uh, we ate good that day. And uh, we was, uh, we 
was in the car, we went to the gas station, we took car drugs at the time. Remember car drugs back Kurt in the drugs, day? Yeah. They who bought them out? CVS or was it wasn't it was either Walgreens or somewhere. And Ninja Turtles was popping at the time. That's powerful. And he got me uh, Donatello. You know the purple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just bought me that and then we went to the gas station and he got me that on the nine two one oh gum. It had Kelly on it at the time I had no. But it Bro, had I Kelly had a, on I it. A, I had a t-shirt with her on. It had Kelly, yeah. uh, Shannon, all them. The whole cast was on it. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is good. Yeah. And then it ended badly. But um I remember that day. It was it was just us. You know, mom's at work, she was, you know, working. Yeah, it was just us. It was just really good. That's one memory I do hold on to. No, when I was as a kid. Yeah. Now, did your mom ever have a problem with you having a relationship with your dad after the dramatic stuff? No, she always told me, uh, even when he was in incarcerated, she always told me to be the icebreaker. Wow. So to, you, so you've always been encouraged to be an encourager. Yeah. She always told me to be the the icebreaker to to not hold on to stuff, but when it's there, that's the biggest struggle. And then. That was as a kid coming in mid-teenager years, not really knowing who yeah. I was at the time. That right there was like trying to make that happen. And she made me, I didn't say she made me write a letter, but I wrote a letter while I was incarcerated. And I remember saying icebreaker. I want to be the icebreaker. Wow. I remember. Like, so and, fe- feeding off of that, right. what are you an icebreaker in today? Like you're, you're, you're a spouse, you're a, uh, a, a parent, what what is the biggest thing you want to break the ice with it's funny. today? Uh, I like to be a great uh, icebreaker as far as like I want to be a better husband. That'd be great. Um, what's what's the one thing you want to improve on? Oh, communication. I'm working on that every day. So you're in anger. I'm working on anger? that too. I don't think you could ever. Cure, I don't think you could ever cure anger. But you can cure attitude and delivery. That, that's powerful. You Say that one more time. You can you can cure attitude and, and delivery. delivery. You can you can cure attitude and delivery. I'm gonna write that. Down. And my delivery is, woo, especially when you're on fifty, when you need to be on five. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing. Um, that's, that's powerful. That's, you, can, you can cure atti- attitude and delivery. You can cure attitude and delivery, which is can. basically like your response. Pretty much. You know what I'm saying, but I, that's why I need to definitely work on. I want to be about so that. so to take the so take all the pressure off you, y'all. John was over here sweating, y'all. If y'all can see him, this man is sweating. So so here so here's something special. About Let's get deep, man. Let's get deep, bro. Ugh. So today actually is November 20th, 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly one month into my marriage. You being five years into marriage, ten years into your relationship, mm-hmm. what would you say to somebody one month in? Knowing the wisdom you have now, what would you, what would be if, you know, and here's the thing, as much as we love advice, we hate advice. Yeah. We hate advice. I know. Like, I don't, That's like, what I'm saying. Some people are like, so give me a, give me a point, but like literally one month in compared to 10 years in and five years of marriage, what's the one thing? Because communication, I think is key. Communication is key. That's thing number one. Would say Communica- like, communication is key. Give me a think road. before you speak. Think before you speak. But give me a roadblock that you found yourself at multiple times in communication. Thinking before I speak, especially if I'm angry. If you're angry, it's best to walk away. But even when you walk away, you still might fail because you're not facing problem-wise hot. 
So here's But a, if you're somebody like me, you can't do that when you're mad. You know what I'm saying? So do you think it's more important to Cause sometimes walking away can be kind of te- kind of looked down upon as like you're, you're quitting on me. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, here's the funny thing. Cause yeah. see, I feel like you and I share the same temperament. It's just bad. And for me, a lot of times, and I'm not trying to make this about me. No, nah, that's weird. but but you know, with us conversing and me called, like yeah. I said, I called you just last night. I was like, hey yo, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yo, bro, yeah. you gotta call me. Yeah, sometimes you gotta have that yeah. outlet. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. But I feel like for me sometimes. I walk away to calm myself down. Absolutely. But the flip side of that is when you walk, when you physically walk away from someone, sometimes people take that as you're quitting on me. Mm-hmm. You're you're quitting on me. You're not giving me an opportunity to speak. You're not giving yourself an opportunity to listen. Right. And it could be more harmful. So, do you think that there's a time that you should physically walk away, or just a physically time to just be quiet? I just feel like I think it's time for both. Because I feel like sometimes if you can help it, it depends on your temperament. Because I know me. If I feel like I'm back in the corner. Come out swinging. Instead of me coming out swinging, I kind of walk away. You know what I'm saying? Is now, not, not even my words. I'm just saying if I feel like if we're going to. If you're going to butt head. If you're not listening to me and I feel like I'm just. So let me ask you this. I, gotta walk away. I have to walk do away you, Do you walk away to protect yourself or to protect the other person? Both. Wow. Because for one, I'm too sexy for jail. <laughs> Two. I'm too sexy for jail. You know what I'm saying? Stuff. I'm in an interracial relationship, man. Same here. So. Hey. Hey. Look, hey, real hey yo, look, look. What's look. the funniest thing, yo? When someone. When you're in an interracial relationship. Uh-huh. Sometimes you legit, you calm down because you're like, man, if the cop gets called, I'm going to be the one to get locked up. My bro. It's terrible, That's yo. real. That's it's real. It's terrible. That's real. Because you can be in the middle of it with your mm-hmm. spouse and like, baby, I love you. Uh-huh. But literally, if, if the neighbor calls the cops, yeah. I'm going to be the one to yeah. go out. And yeah. then you're going to be the one too yeah. nervous to come you down. gray in the beard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's so why you got to gray I do that to protect myself and I do that to protect any action that I can't come back from. Now, there was one time where I got so mad. I want to hear this. There was one time I got so mad, and I was standing right here where I'm at right now. No one can see that, but. Well, I was at the table. Yeah. He was at the couch. And he said something that pissed me off so bad. I think you told me this. And there was a dog toy. You threw a dog toy? And I threw it, and it hit the the lamp because I didn't walk away. So let me ask you this. But I haven't been back there since, though, Mary. So let me so ask. So let me ask you this. It went down though, because that's intense. It is tense. That is in, That is. I don't intense. remember what we were talking about. That's the best. Doesn't that bother you? Because it does sometimes when you get in a heated argument mm-hmm. and you, and something bad happens, we have so much PTSD and trauma from that. We don't even remember what the argument was. About. It's just about like drinking like a fifth of um, rum one night by yourself. No, not even drink a heck. Not even have, yeah, fifth. So it's like drinking a fifth by yourself, facing it by yourself, and then you don't remember what happened the next morning. That's exactly what happened when I was so angry. But that still doesn't like it, it doesn't, doesn't warrant that. No. Okay, so let me ask you this. You got to the point where you threw a dog toy. Yeah, that happened. Now looking answers. back at that, mm-hmm. what do ne- you do to prevent yourself from getting that angry now? Well now, he's he's flipped the script on me now. Because now he doesn't entertain me when I'm angry, which only makes Does me that angrier. It makes me angry when he doesn't entertain me when I'm angry. But it's for the best part. He'll walk away from a situation and go to bed peacefully. I will go to bed angry. But you told but me. By the so- time I wake up the next morning, I'm like, okay. 
But you and I had a specific phone yeah. conversation last night where I was having a hard time in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always reach out to you because you have wisdom, you have insight that I don't I'm I don't okay. necessarily have. Right, and you, and you always, the, the first thing you yeah. told me, the first thing you told me, Jono, is you were like, first of all, go in the house, hug your wife, and tell your wife you love her. I did say that. Not necessarily apologize to tell your wife you love her. Yeah. And then the second thing... Pre, well, earlier you said this previously in the conversation. You was like, "Yo, man, don't over, don't ever go to bed angry." Right. Which I'm really good about that because I compartmentalize mm-hmm. stuff. Like I can, I only allow myself to be angry. Usually, it's about 15 minutes. The only reason why I go to bed angry because I'm not entertained. When I'm mad, you're so, not calming me down. You're supposed to be my peace. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm so coming like, to you because I'm hurting at this time. So here's my thing. I'm hurting. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go deeper. Now. You gotta go deeper. Then you, you said, "I'm coming to you because you're my peace." Yeah, you're, you're right? supposed to be my peace. So in that same token, mm-hmm. in that same token, swear I'm looking like a fool out here, man. Go ahead. No, in that same token, why would you ever forfeit your peace to a human being that's flawed? And you may not have ever thought about that. I think peace mm. is one of the most valuable things we have as human beings. Why do we forfeit our peace to material stuff, to human beings that are flawed, to whatever else? You know that we're 100% in control of our peace? How about this? I'm going to cut you off. I want to hear this. So how about your home? When you come home, right? You're coming from a long day at work. Uh-huh. Which is everybody. Which is everybody. America. Yeah. And it's just you and the four walls. Right? You're calm. It's your peace. You left everything at work off. But now you add a spouse into it. You know what I'm saying? And that spouse, you love. You go to bed with. You break bread with. Yeah. That's, you should your, be part, able, that's your person. You're supposed to be able to tell all your problems with. That person's supposed to be your peace. Right? At that moment, because that's your person. You should be able to vent to that person. Do everything you want with that person. To me, I feel like that should be a piece. Hold on, rock with me. I'm, I'm listening. So, to the point where y'all get in an argument and the piece is disrupt, disrupted. You can't speak. Disrupted. Mm-hmm. And everything changes because that, that's what happens in the relationships in America. Shit changes sometimes. Still love there, it changes. And that person's not talking to you while you're angry because it's probably, in their mind, it's the smartest thing to do. Because it's only gonna make situations worse. But I'm sitting here saying, okay, you're supposed to be my peace. You're supposed to be my peace. Yeah. And it's not because they're not entertaining because, like, you're a fool right now. Talk to me when you calm down and they go to bed happy as a motherfucker. Me personally, I don't like to go to bed mad. But I feel like if I'm not listened to and you're not paying me no attention yeah. and I'm, while I'm angry and you're not trying to be my peace, like I want you to be my yeah. peace, you're supposed to be able to have that power to put your hand on my shoulder and I'm like, okay. You're going to live today. Like, if somebody else is messing with me and I'm that angry, they're supposed to be able to, you know, yeah. say, hey, you're going to live today. It's all right. I walk away from it. I'm going to go home to this one. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. what I meant by peace. So so here's, I just want to let you know. Number one, I, I listen to you to understand you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not just responding out of... No, respond. How you like, respond? No, 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 no. Because there's a difference between a reaction and a response. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let me let me Damn, bring another on. perspective to it. What you say? You said difference between 
There's a difference between a reaction and a response. Yes, reaction and response. I'm writing this. Yeah, down. right. That that's it's powerful. It's powerful because I had to learn that. There's a difference between a reaction and a response. But here, here's what I say about you got to be careful about who, where, where you forfeit your peace. Okay, that's the love of your life, your person, mm-hmm. or whatever. There are certain times where they'll disengage. Because it hurts them just as much that it hurts you, mm-hmm. that whatever upsets you. Mm-hmm. And I've learned this from my own personal battles. I never forget. I'll tell a quick story about my wife and I before we got married. Is one day I literally went off on her for 45 minutes because I was cold and I was tired and I want to go to sleep. And we all have a certain amount of trauma or PTSD or something that happened to us. And for 15 seconds straight, I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with my words, but in that moment I did because I forfeited my peace to how I felt. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we rush behind our feelings 100 miles an hour and we forget that someone else is in the room that we need to respect always and love always. And then what happens in that moment collectively is we're looking at them screaming, hollering, yelling, angry, and we're saying, you need to fix me. But at the end of the day, whenever someone yells, your first reaction, I don't care who you are, is why are they being loud? It's not, I want to calm them down. It's you need to calm down so I can help. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So like in that moment is what are we doing to make sure that we're not putting someone in a difficult situation because if we flip the script, right? Because mm-hmm. granted, my wife is my person. But when she yells, in that moment, the mo- the carnal, the inside of me, I don't want to help. That's not that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you're that mad. I don't want to help. You're mad. You're not Calm my person right down. now. When you and rush- here's the bad thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Here's the bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. When you're an alpha male or you're an alpha female, don't talk to me like that. Mm. How many times do we get stuck in, don't talk to me like that? You know? But I'm too busy like Jono, this has been an amazing conversation. We gotta dive into this more. This is this is good, man. We're gonna dive into this more. America, thank y'all so much for having me up on this podcast. Y'all don't know what it means. Continue to subscribe, like, share this with somebody because we all are going through this together. Uh, man, you know, I just got one thing to say. I wanna hear this. I'm going to run to the bathroom while you do this, bro. Um, this is terrible and unprofessional, but... Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I got to go, too. But, yeah, um, this is definitely going to be... I feel like this is going to be a series. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a series, but, um, yeah, man, everybody goes through this, so... Good times. Peace in the hood. Stop the violence. Can't wait for the next round. I'm out. Bomb. <laughs>